0: welcome back to tip today it's time to talk global economics and thomas conway a politics and economics student joins me now thomas good morning happy new year to you good morning Ali. many happy returns great to talk to you this morning we'll head straight into it because i know it might have been maybe quiet news wise over christmas and new year but globally it's really been happening
1: it, it has really been happening and there is an awful lot set to happen in the year ahead From an African perspective, a number of big things happening, the most significant of which is probably the Nigerian presidential election. So that's due to take place in February. And it's it's worth reminding people, Nigeria is the largest economy on the African continent. It's also the most populous country, home to over 211 million people. The reason this election, though, is so significant is we have a candidate from the Labour Party, a man named Peter Obi, who we previously previewed on this show, actually, who is becoming a front runner and it would be a major blow to the political establishment. Now, it is expected to be a tight race. The two mainstream candidates are guys called Bolo Tinubu and Atitu Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr has run for president no less than six times. So he's used to this kind of thing. God loves a trier. He said this will be his last... I read a profile about him in the Irish Times last week. He said this will be his last go, uh, his last bid for the presidency. And by all accounts, it looks like it will be a battle between Abu Bakr and Obi. Now, the implications of who wins this could be really significant for Africa because Peter Obi as we discussed previously on the program he styled himself as kind of a a reformist leader with with an, an innovative edge he appeals to young people he has kind of captured the imagination of a lot of young people across Nigeria which is significant now he's a christian and a, a large proportion of the nigerian population is not christian so that may militate against him but it will be very very interesting ultimately how would we describe this? It's a race between kind of a futuristic forward thinker, thinker uh, Peter Obi, and then the mainstream political establishment. So it is set to be very, very interesting. Whoever comes out on top could shape Nigeria.
0: Obi's quite charismatic as well, isn't he's he? He's quite There's charismatic. A of Obama about him, There's right? a
1: it There's a Yeah, and he has the common touch as well, yeah. which I think is the reason he's appealed to many young people. You know, he's made things like tackling crime, uh, restoring economic growth, top of his agenda. So, you know, he's clever. He has a good track record. He was previously governor of one of Nigeria's largest states. He has a good track record and it will be very interesting to see he might make a good president.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be a tight and probably the next few weeks of it will probably get quite dirty. And
1: It will. Picture. It will. Inevitably, these yeah. campaigns do turn and there are lots of dirty tricks they use. But I mean, the eyes of the world will be looking at Nigeria because, as I said, Africa's wealthiest country, Africa's most populous country. And Africa really is a continent on the rise.
0: But unfortunately, though, it's really suffering in terms of debt more so than anywhere else.
1: That's the thing. And if anything is to restrain Africa, if anything is to hold it back, it will be the massive amounts of debt which a lot of African countries have incurred or are presently incurring. Various countries across the continent are sinking deeper into Practically unsustainable levels of debt, ruinous levels of debt is how I would describe it. The IMF has issued stark warnings. It suggested that up to 25 countries in Africa are now experiencing severe debt strains. Now, it has said comprehensive debt relief and restructuring programs are badly needed. But people will obviously ask the question, you know, who is this debt to or to whom does the money? And a lot of it is to China. China has invested huge amounts of money in Africa, but as a result, a lot of countries are now beholden to it. So we see countries like, you know, America and China, we'll talk about them in a second, are the two major superpowers. They're trying to increase their influence over countries in Asia and Africa. And a lot of the African countries have taken money and infrastructural investment from China, but they now are kind of in a debt trap with them. So it's very interesting... It could well restrain a lot of them. And if, if nothing is done to resolve the situation, it's probably just going to deteriorate further. So and it's a concern. What can
0: China do to recoup that?
1: Well, there there are lots of things, but I mean, it has its influence. We see with the war in Ukraine, a lot of African countries haven't been on the side of the West. They've remained ostensibly neutral mm. in the war in Ukraine. In the broader geopolitical battle between the US and China, China is banking on these countries' support. Uh, against the US, so that is that is kind of the payback, if you like. It's it's almost a quid pro quo, quid pro quo. Uh, if if you if you were to look at it that way.
0: Hmm. To um, Asia now, we were talking about China, and it will be a big year for Xi Jinping.
1: Big year for Xi Jinping. Now, 2022 was also a big year for xi jinping but it was not really a good year yeah. now he consolidated his grip on power he secured he secured another term at the communist party congress back in october he's due to be ratified for another term as president earlier th- early this year But there is no mistaking it. His zero COVID policy has been an absolute disaster. And getting worse every day. And getting worse. And we see as China now tries to reopen, radically reopen and shift its stance, we see the implications of that. Italy has imposed a van on, on Chinese visitors. Certain other countries may do the same. The low immunity to the virus across China as a result of that zero COVID policy is going to wreak havoc and it's going to it's going to tar diplomatic relations with China. But we also have to remember the effects on the Chinese economy. It has an ailing property market. Economic growth has effectively stagnated. Policymakers are scrambling to to invent and come up with new measures to try and uh, try and restore or precipitate economic growth. And then you have the added dynamic of China's relationship with Russia, which is very, very interesting. Because I think myself, Xi Jinping quietly disapproves of Vladimir Putin's invasion. Not so much the invasion itself, how it's gone, how it has been so disastrous for Russian forces on the ground. We see so many of them killed in that attack over the weekend. I think China is probably uncomfortable. I've said this before in the programme. It sees Russia as useful, a potentially useful asset, but not indispensable. So in other words, it can dispose with it um if it sees fit. Mm. So that's very interesting. And the final issue Taiwan. with China Taiwan. This is the major issue and it, it is a serious bone of contention between the West more broadly and China. Will China make a move on Taiwan? Probably unlikely, certainly unlikely this year. In the near future, perhaps now, the US has said it will defend China militarily, So that brings up the prospect of uh, some kind of military conflagration between the two. So very interesting to see what happens there. Keep an eye on it.
0: Now, we only have a couple of minutes left. So I'd love to talk about the Americas because I think that's, you know, looking over the fence at our neighbours, that's where all the drama will be this year, I think. Yeah,
1: and and I love American politics. I love talking about it. And, you know, this year it's not an election year. So we had the midterm elections in November. Obviously, the 2024 presidential election People have their eye on that and the race is going to seriously hot up this year. The big question, I think, on the lips of many across Washington and the U.S. more broadly is, will the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, challenge Donald Trump for the Republican nomination? And, you know, various polls across multiple states in the U.S. have suggested that DeSantis is more popular than Trump. We should remember a lot of the Trump endorsed candidates in the midterm elections performed very poorly. They lost mm. in the vast majority of cases. So Ron DeSantis is this he's young, he's he's unafraid, he's fearless, you know, has a good record as governor of Florida, performed well during Hurricane Ian earlier this year. He is going to, at some stage, make a bid for the presidency. The only question is could he sit this one out, maybe?
0: How do you think he would perform in terms of international diplomacy? Do you think he's up to that task? Well, that is that is the major question, you see.
1: And, and he is untested at that because he's been governor of Florida. You know, he's focused on internal issues. He, uh, he was a House representative. He was in the House of Representatives previously. But he will come under scrutiny for his foreign policy stances. That is really where the challenge lies mm. for Ron DeSantis. Can he convince... The American audience more broadly uh, to tackle the major outstanding issues, because, you know, you look back at Trump's record and it's kind of it's funny in a way, because a lot of the policies Joe Biden has implemented are almost continuation on a foreign policy from a foreign policy perspective is almost a continuation of President Trump. You know, he has remained hard on China. He's actually challenged Europe in terms of economic and domestic policy. Now, he's done it in a very different way, a much more diplomatic and friendly way than previously. But that will certainly be a challenge for Ron DeSantis. And, of course, President Biden, Joe Biden, uh, will he make a run again? He has said he will, and there is no viable successor within the Democratic Party. So, at this point... You know, I can't see I can't see anyone but President Joe Biden to run again.
0: It's, it's, I couldn't imagine him running again when he first got it. It's very strange. Well, look,
1: he, he's 80 years of age yeah. now. Now, he has looked better, I think, in recent weeks. But sometimes you see him and he, you know, he looks a bit uh, he little bit all over the place. You kind of worry, you know, has, you know, will age has to catch up on people yeah. somehow?
0: Yeah, and will, will he make a next uh, mm. a next fight, maybe? I know there's lots to talk about, but we're over time at the moment. But very quickly, some of the main things you'll be looking out for in the new year. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously, Ukraine.
1: obviously, Ukraine, obviously Ukraine. And, you know, President Zelensky has said that he hopes this year peacetime will be achieved. Vladimir Putin on a completely different page. The big question, I think, this year is will some kind of diplomatic solution to the crisis be positive? Will policy makers uh, from both Russia and Ukraine get around the table will Vladimir Zelensky and Vladimir Putin sit around the table very hard to see that happening at this point but you never know because you know as fatalities mount and as, as war wreaks havoc on, on both countries now it should be said you know will the Russian public continue to protest and maybe force Vladimir Putin's hand mm. and then you have the EU and its role in this you know and it's support for Ukraine. A lot of Ukraine's, Ukraine's prospects in this war depend on external factors, and that's the support of the US and the EU and other NATO powers. So that is the one to watch over the coming year. And I suppose we hope and pray that uh, that peace will be achieved and Ukraine gets yeah. its country back.
0: Okay, we'll look forward to talking to you about it every week, Thomas. Yeah, Happy we New year to certainly
1: you. will. Thank you very much. All Happy many of Returns
0: today with Fran Curry with Slattery's Garage, puck on you can't beat experience with over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts, call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today, 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie